Hello, you lovely lot. I wanted to take a moment to share an exciting announcement with you all. I will be doing a live show for Happy Mum, Happy Baby at the podcast show in London on the 22nd of May. This will be a live episode of this very podcast featuring me and a very special soon-to-be-announced guest. Get ready for a candid conversation, unfiltered truths, laughs, invaluable non-judgmental advice and lived experiences. Dive into the complexities of parenting while juggling work, relationships and personal growth and we'll be talking beyond the baby years. As well as the live episode, the show will also include a Q&A with both me and my guest. Tickets go on sale this Friday the 26th of April at 10am, but anyone who is part of the Happy Mum, Happy Baby newsletter will be getting early access to tickets on Wednesday the 24th of April at 10am. To sign up to the newsletter and for more information about the event, please head to happymumhappybaby.com forward slash events. I can't wait to see you there. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to another episode of Happy Mum, Happy Baby, the podcast. Today's guest, oh, I'm just I'm just fangirling all over her because I love her so much. She's my favourite person to follow online. She's a freelance journalist. She's a blogger. She's Susie Farrell. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> did I say your name a bit too quickly then? Susie Farrell. <laughs> no, but you pronounced it right. I so, did, I? Yeah, you get thousands you, of brownie points. Do I? Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I get very ill a lot. Very, a bit fancy. It's, it's much fancier, but it, it's not. It's not right. <laughs> <laughs> so well done. Thanks, thanks. So Susie, you are a mum of two boys. Yes. Milo and Rex. Milo and Rex. I am feeling life right now. <laughs> it's fun, isn't it? Being it is two fun. boys. It is fun. There's just a lot of energy, isn't there? Yeah. And they're quite clingy, aren't they, boys? Yes. Do you find yours clingy? Yeah, 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 yeah. But I love that. I do worry about, you know, that time stopping and then suddenly being, you know, yeah. them going off and just grunting at me. 
Yeah, Greg, Greg's quite worried about that. He'll often say, what age do they get to when they stop wanting to hug you? Aww. I'm like, it's OK. I don't think we're... We're not there yet. It's OK. <laughs> I remember watching something on TV, actually, about... I think it was some some piece that they were doing about the, the age that boys sort of stop giving those kisses and cuddles and they were stopping, you know, dads on the way to a football match and saying, you know, do you do you still, like, kiss? And, and the nine-year-old was going, no, I don't do that anymore. So, well, that's not that Aww. far away. It just doesn't feel that old, does it? No. But no, I do. I remember being sort of around that age and my mum trying to hold my hand across the road and I'd be like batting it off. <laughs> get off, get off, don't need that mum. Um, so yeah, I guess we all get there, but no, they're lovely, so affectionate, so much fun. I, I'm, I'm sure you probably get the question as well, but I'm always asked, you know, would you like a girl? Yeah. Do you miss out on not having a girl? And actually, when I was pregnant the second time, everyone told me you're having a girl, the pregnancy's so different. Yeah. And I was actually really quite nervous. Really? Yeah. So when we had the scan, we decided to find out. And when we found out that we were having another boy, I was I was so happy and I felt completely comfortable because we'd done it before. And, yeah, that's and what we, you know. We knew he was going to have a little playmate. And, yeah, I love boys. I think they're brilliant. It's so funny. I think every, it is that question that everyone asks. And, you know, I'm pregnant now. And, mm-hmm. and that is a question that I'm being asked a lot. Yeah. And, and we had Sarah Turner on the podcast last series. Yeah. And she said, you know, she knew what he knew, that she was, she was pregnant with the third at the time and she knew that she was having a boy. And she just put it absolutely perfectly for me that... The boys that she has, they're so different. Yeah. They're so they're such different personalities. And actually, with your third child, it doesn't matter if they're a girl or a boy. You're actually just bringing another personality into the house. Yeah, and you can't miss what you've never had either. No. At the moment, I don't know what I'd do with a girl. If I had a girl, I'd love her as much as the boys. Yeah, of but course. But it, it doesn't mean that I feel as though I'm missing out because yeah. I've got two wonderful kids. They just happen to have willies. So <laughs> that's it. Nicely put. <laughs> So for those of you who don't know, I mean, where have you been? I follow Susie online on Instagram. You're just the funniest person ever. I live for your Instagram stories. I literally do. I'm like, what's Susie up to today? (laughs) Oh, not a lot. She's just (laughs) out in the garden again with the chickens. That's the thing. You you make the mundane or the, the uneventful just hilarious. Oh, thank you. It's a natural thing. It's not something that you sort of put on. It is very much you. But is there, a, is there a pressure that comes with that, knowing that so many people kind of get, oh, Susie's posted, going to be something funny? Yeah, um, there can be, yeah. I t- actually, I... And it's not... It's, I guess it's sort of intentional, but if I'm having a day where I know that I'm sort of not firing on all cylinders or I'm a bit sad, so not so long ago my auntie passed away, mm. I try to take a step back away from social media yeah. because I think we all have enough of reality yeah. and we all have enough of the tough times and the mundane and I, I sometimes just think it's is it worth adding to it is it worth going on there and moaning about this or that or you know it's, it's all very well opening up and I did post out you know just to address that I was feeling sad and mm. I wanted to just keep that to myself but I'm I guess I'm just much more comfortable with being silly and yeah I do try to just I, th- I think I'm quite a relaxed person so things can go really wrong and I'll just kind of think you know I'll have a bit of a, of a meltdown. <laughs> then five minutes later, I'll just whack it on stories. <laughs> like last year, 
my dog I've got three dogs right. and they are a handful along with the children Greg goes away a lot obviously and one ate his way out of a cat flap but ended up wearing the cat flap like a necklace oh god and I was so cross because obviously he'd chewed his way through our annex door and I I was all alone with with the boys I was uh, sorry with Milo I was pregnant and I just got over the the big sickness problem and then just saw my dog at the window wearing this cat flap <laughs> necklace and, and I like I cried went on a walk and then came home and addressed it on social media and just and, and I guess to everyone else you know it's quite oh Susie's being silly and this has happened but yeah. I of course had the meltdown first yeah it's, it's a bit of an outlet I guess it's a way for me to channel my emotion because I think, oh, come on, suck it up and get it out there and get some comments back because it makes you feel better, doesn't it? It does. And that's that real sense of community online, especially in that mothering space, I think. Yeah. Because you used to blog before you had Milo. I did. That was very much low-key. I don't think many people read that. It was, uh, <laughs> it was when I was working at Nuts and then I went on to look and it was more about sort of dating and feminist issues and things like that. But I had a really small following. I think I had about 5,000 Twitter followers then. So That's not that small. It was just, no, but in comparison it to wouldn't what it end is now. up in the Daily Mail. Like sometimes <laughs> now when you put something out and you think it's not going to go anywhere. Yeah. I, I tend to forget quite often that now things are being picked up. Mm. Whereas back then, I could moan about the guy that I was dating. Yeah. And no one else would know except for like the people that were following me. Do you find it quite difficult when things get picked up and put on the Daily Mail? Because I think, uh, for me, mm. I find that if I write something and, and the people that follow me online, they know who I am, they know what I'm about, and then it suddenly gets taken completely out of context and put on someone yeah. else's website where they fill it with their own words and their own story, and then all of a sudden... And then you've got below the line, all the comments. How do you deal with that? I think we've got pretty thick skin. Obviously, Greg grew up ginger, so he's he's fine <laughs> with being slated. I grew up looking like Eliza Thornberry, so we, 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 we're fine. But I, I do find it, it gets a little bit tedious when you end up in the papers and then it's, oh, they're looking for attention, they're looking for this. And actually, you're not. You're just, yeah. you're just being like everybody else and putting things out on social mm -hmm. media. You've just got a following and you've got people within media who then pick it up. You know, I, I once put a post out when I was pregnant with Rex and it was just a bump picture, but I wasn't wearing any clothes. You couldn't see, you couldn't yeah. see anything, obviously. But that, that then ended up in the Daily Mail and then they'd stolen something else where I'd mentioned, you know, that, we, that we're not married. Mm. And there were lots of comments about that. And so I addressed those yeah. again on Instagram. And Which said, you, you know, do hilariously. You well, literally sit you. there and you read them out. Yeah, because you have to. You have to just, you have to joke about it, Yeah, I think. Otherwise it just gets you down. The next day on Daily Mail was a story then about how I haven't mar married Greg because I don't want our sex life to go down. And it was such a throwaway <laughs> comment. But, uh, you know, my mum was like, Susie, uh, I actually rang and uh, it says in the papers that you're not getting married because you're worried your sex life's going to be really rubbish I just want to tell you that doesn't happen <laughs> I think I just, just cut yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah it's 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 fine it doesn't it doesn't upset us we're not sat at home worrying about it yeah and also you know you people flag it up I get people messaging me to say did you know you're in the Daily Mail oh I've had it this week yeah so we've announced that I'm pregnant and I've literally had a couple of people on Twitter just send me the comment section I'm like I know. I'm not even reading the article I don't care no. I do not care 
No. The o- the only time that we read the comments is when we know they're going to be hilarious. <laughs> but if it's just, if we know that it's just going to be like it was with our pregnancy announcement, oh, well, she's not the first person to get pregnant. Yeah. Of course I'm not. Yeah. I didn't ask, I didn't ring the Daily Mail and ask them to put it out. Yeah. I'm just letting people know. So, yeah, I think other people sort of tap into it more mm. and maybe presume that you're going to be sat at home worrying about it, but you're not, are you? Mm. So. Not all the time. Not all the time. <laughs> I mean, I, for me, sometimes it, it gets to me. Does it? I mean, sometimes. I, I just don't read it now. I don't read. No. The best thing to do is avoid. I guess it's dependent on what it is. Yeah. If they were to say something about the boys, that would really upset me. Well, so. you had it when when Greg was doing Strictly. Yeah. And, and Milo was on the show. Yeah. And you had that whole thing flag up about wearing girls' clothes, which was absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. That See, that got to me quite a bit. Because then you start thinking, oh, gosh, am I... Am I doing something wrong? And in a few years' time, would he think, why did you put my hair in a ponytail? And then you remember that half of, you know, London, all the men are wandering around with man buns. Yeah. And it was just he was getting sweaty. So I just put his <laughs> hair up. Um, but yeah, there was the whole thing about he's wearing a red top. How dare he? Red. Red. I mean, it's such a girl colour. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I got called like the whole Kardashian trash and... Then there's a whole gender debate and then you have to be, you have to tread really carefully because, again, you have to be respectful of the fact that there are children out there who aren't comfortable with their gender and and then you're thrown into the sort of lion's den. They wanted me to go on Good Morning Britain to talk about it. And you know you're just going to get tripped up by the likes of Piers Morgan. Mm. You know, are you, is there gender fluidity within your family? No, there isn't. Milo knows he's a boy. But then am I upsetting people that are living their lives that way. And it's it's really tough because then you're sort of arguing when you didn't even create the argument. And yeah. you just you're just trying to... I just tried to get Milo into some clean clothes and he had to go on the telly. That was it. <laughs> yeah. like, I think I just grabbed something out of the drawer and we went with it. It's as simple as that. It wasn't intentional to upset half of England oh. with my outfit choices. But I mean, if you could think more wisely next time, I will. Susie, I mean, I, will. <laughs> I haven't got enough to think about. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I mean, it's slightly peach. What is this <laughs> colour? <laughs> what kind of mum did you think you were going to be before you became a mum? We're completely different parents to what I expected, really? and I'm like a four-stage clinger with the boys. If I have to go away, I'm. I really do worry about where they're going to be, who they're going to be with. And if I can have them with me, then I I try my very hardest to. And we co-sleep. I mean, I was all fully, well, yeah, fine, co-sleep if you want your children to die. I was quite like, yeah, Yeah. judgmental. And now. But then now you do amazing posts where you kind of say, well, this is how we sleep and this is how it works for us. Yeah, because I think if it's the only way for you mm-hmm. to get sleep and it really was with Milo we tried everything and we were so tired we just weren't functioning Greg was needing to train I was probably going to just spiral into some sort of depression yeah. because we weren't getting any hours in and he would just sleep he just wanted comfort yeah. and so we tried it and we didn't get any advice from people that we asked it was just very much well no you shouldn't be doing it yeah use use alternative methods and so I think if there's advice out there where you can do it safely 
then that's a much better option than having to hide it and possibly yeah. not doing it safely and, and then something happening. Yeah. So I do try to champion it because I think the, the amount of messages I get from women to say, oh, we do it, we do it, do it. <laughs> I think, <laughs> gosh, it's just having your baby in bed. It's okay. Well, when they can talk, like I've had friends who sort of say, you know, they put their child to bed and, and you know, the child's like, oh, can you stay with me or can you sleep with me tonight? And they're like, no, no, no you've got to sleep on your own. And the child's like, but why? Because you sleep with dad. Yeah. Exactly. Like, oh, yeah, actually. Why do we punish them and say, no, you must sleep on your own, this is what's right, when actually, if all they want is comfort, yeah. then that's really lovely. Yeah, and I'm always up for more hugs. And yeah. there's room in our bed. Exactly. I mean, yeah. me and Tom are so far apart. <laughs> we used to sleep with at least, we used to start facing each other, and that was nice, mm-hmm. and we'd turn over so our bums were touching. Yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> we're still there, we're yeah. still there. No, no, no. <laughs> Whereas now, we are literally, like, we could have two whole people between us. And yeah. We, we, well, we, we have a thing called mega bed at the moment, yeah. because we're renovating our house, we're all in one room, so we have a king size and a super king next to one another. No! Yeah. It's, it's a lot of fun. And what order do you sleep in? It changes throughout okay, the night. Nice. Milo is quite the wanderer. <laughs> you can hear Greg sighing as he gets like just sort of shunts over the bed. I reckon once they're a little bit older, they'll probably like to share a room or something and yeah. then they won't want me and Greg. We'll be Aww. old news. I'll Aww. have to get pregnant again. <laughs> we'll just get a cat to come and sleep in the bed with us. Anything. <laughs> Anything, so it's not just you two and you're touching butts. Don't <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so, so take me back to the old days. <laughs> How long were you and Greg together before you fell pregnant with Milo? Oh, not long. Oh, really? Not long. 11 months. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So sort of long enough. Out of the honeymoon period. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Actually, it's funny. With Greg, I kind of felt, and it's a really naff thing to say, but I felt really at home with him yeah. very, very quickly. I'd been single for about four years dating you know I was living the real sort of London life and young and in media and dating guys that were completely inappropriate and moaning about them all the good times all the good stuff (laughs) and crying in my bedroom on my birthday because I got dumped on my birthday won't go there but when I met Greg I sort of had an idea of what I thought he was like and actually it was it was very very different and it was just it was so refreshing yeah, it was really nice. He he made me feel comfortable with myself, which yeah. was really important. I think I'd moved in after about six months. We went travelling three months in. I just really? didn't turn up at work one day. He just <laughs> flew me to America. Yeah, I just didn't want to go and it was raining. Yeah. <laughs> you know how it is, G. Oh, I have those days, yeah. <laughs> I don't fancy going to work today. Should we, should we fly to America instead? Oh, that's a great idea. <laughs> I rang my mum and I said, she, is this a really bad idea? I might lose my job. And uh, she went, oh, no, you should go, but don't marry him. Oh. Like I was going to go off to Vegas because I'd really like to be there. Um, but that's the thing, yeah. I think, when you're young and you've got no responsibilities in the same way that we do now, yeah. it's amazing to just go off and do those things. But we can't do that now, Susie. I know. I know we can't. And we have to pay a really expensive fare for a very small <laughs> child to sit on a chair. Yes. Don't I've now even got get two me started. Them. Two of them. Oh, oh no, of course. Yeah, they're both now over two. Oh, see, this is this is our big argument on having another one. Chris, but we don't know if we can afford the airfare, <laughs> One's going to have to go. One's going to have to go with the baggage. Um, there should be that option. I mean, should. I'm just putting it out there. There should. So, how did your relationship change when you actually had Milo? 
Because I think it's one thing thinking, oh, we're going to have children and it's going to be amazing. And then actually when that bundle arrives, you're hit with a real big sense of reality. Yeah. So in that 11 months, Greg and I had one argument. Okay. We weren't big arguments at all. Both really relaxed. And then when Milo turned up, there was lots of like, (laughs) and then I'm really sorry about that. I'm very tired. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't really hate you. It's just... uh, I take it back. Yeah, I'm very sorry about that. Let's hug it out. (laughs) Move on. So there's definitely more sort of tiffs and niggly bits and bobs. But it's nice. It's nice to see another side to Greg, and I'm I'm hopeful that he likes to see another side to me. It's not just you know Sue's my other half. It's like <laughs> now the mother of my child. Did it feel it like did... it changed you? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think I've become probably more understanding of of just of other people. Mm. I think I was quite quick to make judgments about other people before. Possibly, I'm just more patient. I remember. I mean, London, if you live there, it can change you a little bit anyway. But I'd be doing... I used to do a commute from London to Dover at one point every day. And sometimes, you know, there would be families on the escalators. They wouldn't be be standing on the right side. And I'd go up and be like, get on your side! And now I think, gosh, you were so rude. Like, you were just... I know, you were tired and you were doing a commute. (laughs) But these poor people with their babies and their buggies and probably not being able to find a lift. Yeah, and you've got this girl just walking up, going, "Get on your side!" <laughs> um, now I think, oh my gosh, I was just an awful human. It just it makes you more understanding, and yeah. you know, I'd sort of seek out other mothers and like the private members club. I'm like, do you want help with your with your pram, <laughs> or are you tired too? Because I am. I'm just like, you just. It does change you, I think. Well, it's a real conversation starter, isn't it? I feel like you can go and talk to anyone who's yeah. a parent because you, you're going to have something in common. Yeah. Do you, do you find if you're out without the boys as well, if you see another mum, you want to go over and go, I've got two of them. Yes. <laughs> I know, I know, I know I'm just here, but I've got two of them. <laughs> yeah. I know, so I know what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's what happened today. Oh, really? I, know, I just went up to some random woman <laughs> from Toronto. Incidentally, she, just, she was here on her holidays and I was like, oh, Hello. What carrier have you got? I've got one of those that fits in a carrier. <laughs> she just was like, okay. <laughs> it I'm just becomes part of you, doesn't it? It's just this thing. It just You can't suddenly switch it off. No. Once you're a mum, that is such a massive part of your identity. Yeah, and I think you know, you know as well that sometimes that mum just needs someone to come over and be like, yeah. you're looking a bit tired, but you're all right, you're doing good. Yeah. So I'd appreciate someone coming up to me. Definitely. Well, and I, I think, especially early days for me, I felt so judged whenever mm. we were going out. So whenever Buzz was, would cry, I'd be like, oh, people are looking. And even if they weren't, I'd get mum sweats. I'd be so uncomfortable. But, and so now, when I, if I see someone with a baby crying, I, I always make sure I don't, that I make try and make them feel comfortable or make them know that yeah. this is normal, that everyone's on your side. Yeah. You know, I had someone come up to me and sort of say, you're fine, you know, and I just, just just, having that, I think it's so important. Yeah, that's what you need. I mm. really, I, I do find it slightly irritating when people come up and say, oh, someone's hungry. <laughs> that's I just <laughs> fed him. <laughs> I just fed him. And my nipple's still leaking over here. <laughs> um, I used to find that quite... When I was younger, but it is. It's it's just having people come over of all ages and just be like, Oh yeah, we've been there. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Stop crying in a minute. Yeah. And it's it's okay. It's it's funny, isn't it? Like it really happened with Milo, but with Rex. It's a bit like you bat it like away, white noise. Yeah. It's so funny, isn't it? How you can literally block out the sound of your own child crying. Yeah. 
It's so strange. Mm. And he's doing that thing at the moment where he can't crawl and he's just sort of on the floor like this. <laughs> and, he just, and then sometimes we're like, oh, gosh, oh, because he'll be like half under a table, just really wailing, but I haven't noticed because I've been brushing Milo's teeth or something. <laughs> the neglected one. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Do you travel a lot with them? Yes. Yeah, we travel around a lot. And how um, we found that? Were you nervous the first time you took Milo on a flight? Yeah, because I don't like flying. Oh, okay. I'm not I'm not a big fan of flying. I really, really catastrophize in my head. You know, and any sound, I'll look at Greg and he'll be like, it's all right. It's okay. No plane has gone down because of turbulence. But yeah, we travel a lot. Greg and I didn't travel a lot when we were younger. We both came from like very, very working class backgrounds. Yeah. So it's important for us to take the boys and make sure they see different cultures. And it's fun. And we do have a good time. We're slightly more feral when we yeah. travel. It's like no shoes and lots of ice cream for dinner. <laughs> But Greg travels a lot and lots of living out of hotel rooms. So, do you do you feel judged when you're out and about in public if they have meltdowns, or are you just like whatever? It's a part of growing up. Did you feel it more with Milo? Yes, and it depends where we are mm. because in Milton Keynes, Greg's quite a familiar face. Greg is quite a familiar face. Greg Rutherford, for anyone who doesn't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's the ginger that you've already brought up. It is. I think the ginger hair gives it... If he wears a hat, actually, <laughs> sometimes it's his glasses. Okay. If he's not wearing his glasses, it's fine. <laughs> Take the glasses it's off. It's Tom. It's fine. <laughs> um, yes. So when we're in Milton Keynes, I find it quite a lot because then... I'm normally wrestling with the kids while someone's talking to Greg mm-hmm. and then it sort of impacts on their moment together and then yeah. other people look over and it all becomes a bit much. Um, but uh, I certainly find it easier the second time around. The first time around, I was like you, I would get the sweats yeah. and I would get the anxiety and I couldn't get my boob out of my nursing bra and, and everything hurt and why is his baby still crying and... Milo suffered really badly with like colic and reflux. Yeah. And to his credit, Greg is brilliant when we're out the house. He sort of takes over. He's very calm, does the playing, sort of let, you know, let mummy have her time. And he's a real sort of lighthouse. <laughs> in in the storm. <laughs> it's like, let's all go to daddy. Daddy can help us. Um, 
Yeah, I went to John Lewis yesterday and I was feeding Rex in one of their lovely special rooms and Milo was sort of jumping all over the chairs pretending to be Andy from Prehistoric Adventures. Nice. And it all got a bit hot and I, you know, <laughs> other people coming in. And, you know, they don't listen, do they? So I was no. like, Milo, Milo, <laughs> Milo. That nice reasoning voice when you're out in public. <laughs> oh, Milo, we don't do that, do we? <laughs> no, that's not how we communicate, Milo. <laughs> Um, so it all got a bit much and I was like right let's go find your daddy and go down the escalators and you know Milo nearly fell down them all of that and then we sort of just see Greg in the distance looking at the jeans (laughs) it's just all run and find him why have you been so long um it's it is tricky yeah feeling like other people are just watching you but I think sometimes it's just because noise is happening so people look over it's like I get this sometimes with the breastfeeding debate Yes. I think actually sometimes people just look. Yeah. Because you're feeding a baby. Yeah. Or you've got your boob out. Or just like, oh, what's happening? Oh, 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 she's feeding. She's oh, feeding. Fine. Then she won't look. Yeah. Yeah. And I actually think a lot of it is in our heads sometimes. Did you feel self conscious breastfeeding in public first time round? Um, I say first time round because I always think it's very different second time round. Yeah. Second time round, it's like a bit Get of old leather, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but also coming from like Nuts magazine, where boobs are this, you know, mm-hmm. very different thing. Yeah. Suddenly you're using them for their actual, well, one of their other, you know, uses. Yeah. I probably struggled, yeah, for the first few months, I, I think I felt quite uh, conscious of what I was doing yeah you know you're getting a part out which you wouldn't in public yeah and the fumbling and you've got a muslin or you've got your special clothes on and the baby won't latch and he's getting really hot under here and you know there was lots of sort of trying to find areas where other people wouldn't look at me and now I, I suppose it just comes with practice doesn't it yeah second time around just sort of I well, use you... any old thing like oh, I'll just shove my scarf there and napkin yeah. Standing to my hand sometimes. Yeah. So I'm poor stepdad. I'm like, right, my mum's just there now. She's like, oh, that's really good. You're feeling comfortable. <laughs> it is, yeah, it's just a funny one, isn't it? I think, yeah, first time out, I just, it was such a faff and mm. I felt like the world was watching. Second time out, I didn't have any time to think about who was watching. No. Because no, you're, you're worried about the first one. They're usually doing something or saying something or you're trying to get them to eat something. Yeah. See, Rex isn't a very good latcher. Milo was a bit like a vacuum cleaner. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, and I think had it been the other way around, that would have been tricky. Yeah. Milo sort of just found his way very quickly. Yeah. Whereas I had a cesarean with Rex, so my milk didn't come in as quickly. Yeah. And I was just kind of like, well, after bottle feed, after bottle feed. There mm. just wasn't that pressure. Just, yeah. But no, second time around, it's completely different. Do you feel like you're more calmer as a, as a, as a mum, more settled? Yes. I love second time motherhood. So much more than first time. Really? Yeah. That I, I felt like I'd sort of been in like a car crash the first time around. Yeah, how Genuinely. did you feel in that first little first little bit? Really awful. Mm. And I don't think I realised it at the time, but I really did. Even I, It's almost like a different person when I look back and think, I feel sorry for myself. I, it's like a different person. I feel sorry for that woman yeah. that was on her own. You know, my mum wasn't around and... Greg went back to training quite quickly, had an episiotomy, so there were sort of like issues with stitches. And I had um, that. it's uncomfortable, oh, yeah. isn't it? It's, um, not, it's not the best. It's not the best. No. It's because it, it's there. Right, you have to yeah. sit. Yeah. And walk. <laughs> and walk, yeah. And you're just so tired and you are you are learning everything with your baby. Second time around, you can think, well, hang on, what did I do that time? No, that didn't work. It might not work with the second baby, but you've got you've got a sort of ca- catalogue of ideas yeah. um, to give them a whirl and you're already tired, aren't you? 
Yeah. So you're just throwing another one in the mix. And actually you put a comment underneath the photo to say, I almost found it calmer when oh, yeah. uh, with, with the second time <laughs> yeah. I was at the beginning. And it was so true that yeah. when Rex came along for the first three months, it was calmer. I wonder whether that's because we were both prepared for the hell. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think that the first three weeks is so hard when you're a first-time mum. Well, yeah. for, and for us it was. And I know it's not that way for everyone. Some people are up making jam and it's amazing. <laughs> you know what you're facing second time round. You're like, OK, I've got this. You, you know what you're bracing yourself yeah. for. I think you're just more prepared. Yeah, you're so grateful. Yeah. Yeah, I, I really did. The second time around, I thought, oh, I'm going to really make sure that I can set everything up so that my mental health is tip-top. Yeah. You know, I did the placenta capsules. Yes, I, I made sure like I was quite nesty so I made sure that everything was looking neat and tidy I made sure that Milo had started nursery and it was I made sure that no one was coming I didn't want any visitors you know gonna have some time away and just just in our little bubble well because people feel the pressure of you know having those people over because everyone wants to see a newborn you know of course and And I think first time sometimes it's the first grandchild isn't it yes exactly yeah. I mean, our both sets of parents were at the hospital. I'd literally just, just out. And I was just about to start uh, breastfeeding. And I just heard the, these voices in the corridor. I was like, Dad, <laughs> <laughs> come come in. I'm still out, but come in. <laughs> oh, no. Greg's, Greg's parents turned up about an hour after I gave birth first time. His mum worked on the ward. Right. And they let her know. I was in labour, which I was really cross about. Right, right. She did turn up with a KFC, so that's fine. Bonus. You know, yeah, I was still sort of vagina out. <laughs> Hi, Greg's dad. <laughs> yes, I'm being stitched down there. I'm glad you know it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's um, second time around. We knew we knew what worked, what yeah. we wanted and what we didn't. I'm, I'm a crier on a day 12. Interesting. Not day three. Yeah. Day 12. I think that's when reality sets in. Oh, really? Yeah. And day 12, first time around, Greg, we had loads of friends over and Greg cooked a roast. And he came in and he said, um, so I've got you a, a chair. It is like one of the kitchen chairs. Do you want me to put a cushion on it? And I was like, Greg, I can't sit. Like, I, my vagina is broken. I don't want a roast. What are you doing? And he was like, I'm just trying to be a host, Sue. He's like, all of our friends are here. And I was like, why are they still here? It's been hours. <laughs> You've seen the baby go. And Is I just that, went upstairs Does any cried. of those friends have kids? No. Nope. See, that's the thing, isn't it? Yeah. I think when you've had a child, you kind of get it. Get in, get out. Yeah. Take food so that no one's got a faff. Yeah. And then just leave. Yeah. Or leave it on the doorstep. Yeah. Anything. Yeah. So hard, isn't it? Because I think people just feel like they're being supportive and they want to see the baby. And it's so lovely yeah. in friendship groups where it's the first baby. They mean so well yeah. and they just want to come around and, oh, we'll take him from you. But also, first time, Mum, you're a bit like, oh, I don't want you to take him from me. <laughs> oh, I've had friends where people have gone to visit a baby and they have not actually held that baby the whole visit. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, no, they need to get in the sea. It's not good, is <laughs> get it? Get in the sea? Yeah. <laughs> What's getting in the sea? <laughs> that's the term that they say on the internet, this, this, come this, on. Is the, is this the kids? <laughs> They're down with the kids. Very trendy. <laughs> get in the sea. <laughs> I've got no idea what it means. I'm going to look it up. Otherwise, I might get myself into trouble. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard, isn't it? People always mean well. Yeah, and I really think you do. can't... When you're in that first little bit, there are so many things going on, through, like going through your head and routines. And I don't know about you, I've read certain books that were all about routine, routine, routine. Yep. And then they became along. He hadn't read them. So inconsiderate of Buzz. He hadn't read yeah, any of the books. Bad. I mean, you know, and he didn't know what was going on. So he didn't do his homework, so neither of us could actually follow that through. 
Oh, the, the nice little four hour, four hour feeds. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. There was a lot of that. <laughs> He's only meant to feed after every four hours. He's meant to have a sleep. But I remember Greg just sort of wafting Milo's mouth near <laughs> near my boob and going, Suze, he just... And I was like, you know, they hurt so much. Just take him away. And I was just adamant. You know, he has to... He's meant to wait. What's going on with this baby? Literally, that's the thing, isn't it? Those early days, you're literally counting down. You are. Counting down. No, no, no. Another two hours and 26 minutes until yeah. he's allowed near my boob again. It's insane, isn't it? Yeah. Whereas second time, you're just like, oh, he's, mm, probably seems hungry. I'll <laughs> yeah, give it so a go. Funny, isn't it? Yeah. But yeah. maybe that's also our mental attitude towards breastfeeding has kind of changed in that thinking about, like, feed on demand first time out. And I was like, no, mm. no, there'll be structure. There'll yeah. be, you know, I'll know when, I'll know what I'm doing when. Whereas, yeah, second time around, it's so much easier to just kind of go, oh, yeah. Yeah, let's whatever. See if that's, that's it. Let's see if that's it. It's like at night time, sometimes, a lot of the time, Rex just latches on and I don't even know. And then I'll <laughs> think, oh, oh. <laughs> He's on there. <laughs> I'll just drift back off again. Do you think that's that's a realisation that you come to, though, through social media? Because I think where we are in social media, that's a massive part where we're just really, really supportive and and it doesn't matter. Like, there, there is no judgment. It's everyone together. We're all winging it. Yeah. Um, do you feel like... Do you feel that being online has kind of made you feel more comfortable in the decisions that you're making? Probably, Yes. Yeah, I would say so. I think motherhood on Instagram obviously gets a lot of flack, but it's such a wonderful community. And it's almost like everybody knows everyone else. I don't yeah. know. You, you sort of feel like you can go, oh, I follow so-and-so. And it well, might like when be... we first met properly, I think I hugged you about four <laughs> times in the space of six, uh, 30, sec- 30 seconds. Yeah. I actually met a message you afterwards. Like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Just so over familiar. <laughs> no, but it's true, isn't it? I've got, um, so I've got a launch tomorrow evening and I'm messaging like loads of women going like, oh, I can't wait to see you. I've never met them, but it feels like I'm... <laughs> I'm just seeing them again and the community is is it is so supportive and I think it does there'll always be someone out there that's doing the same as you yeah. for every person that's saying like well you shouldn't be doing that or you know I don't mean to be rude but uh, <laughs> if you start a sentence oh, like that it's never a good place it's an indicator <laughs> isn't it um I think yeah you, you, you're gonna have like 10 other people that are on your team and most people mean well yeah I, I really like it yeah I, I really like it it's definitely, it's, I know that there's sometimes people that find social media quite a negative space mm. and it can be a bit of an impactor on their mood. But for me, it definitely brings me up. Yeah, but also I think a part of that is it's you get to decide who you follow. Absolutely. So if someone's making you feel bad, press that on follow button. It's that simple. Agree. Make sure that you see people on your like timeline that, mm-hmm. that make you feel good. I, I couldn't agree more she sort of showed her tummy and you know she snapped back and then the media picked it up and I just feel sorry for her a little bit mm. you know what what do people want her to do do they do they want her to be coming on social media going oh I'm just so tired and it's really hard and oh look at me I'm a mess or going out and getting papped and then getting torn to shreds yeah. for, for not getting back to her previous weight so many people were saying well it's just not realistic it's not realistic. <laughs> I don't watch the Kardashians because it's realism. I watch it because it's mental. But it's also that thing of realising that every different person, we're all different. She's very young. Of she probably course. will snap back. Yeah. You know, but then I, also, you know, that's a phrase she, I uh, it's hate. Awful. But but she she's a very different figure to everyone else. And yeah. her job is very different to everyone else's. They have a very different life. All of us are just very different in our makeup. Yeah. And I, I don't like the whole, well, she's not a real mum thing and... Or the fact that, I mean, 
I'm of a certain shape that a couple of weeks down the line I was back in my jeans. Now, that's just fortunate. That's thanks to my mum. There's other people in my family that aren't of, of my figure. But then I was awful at giving birth and my body didn't mend itself like everybody else's there's all there's all different things that are going on and I don't yeah. like the whole like well they're not a real mum if if they haven't got saggy boobs yeah, or, what does that mean but that's what, just what a phrase it? that people kind of say to make themselves feel better yeah but you're you're actually in that judgment you're kind of you're making you're not doing yourself a service actually no it's a real shame we're, we're all just having kids and we're all just loving them and that's it yeah. And it's, it's as simple as that. There's not, a, there's not a certain way to do it. There's not a certain way that you can look. And also, I don't think people look deeply enough into things. You know, I was putting on makeup on, putting makeup on because it was making me feel better. Yeah. It's not because I wasn't looking after my baby. No, when I first started following you, I remember I started watching your Insta stories, I think, and you had lashes on, your hair was really long and brown, you are in heels, and I was like, oh, my God, I've got no idea how she does it. Yeah, but it would have been the next day... I, I wouldn't oh, have, yeah, had, yeah, I wouldn't to, have had lashes yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, I, I don't know. I guess you can put out... It's changed, I think, with stories. Yeah. Because before Instagram was, you yeah. know, you could put a post up and then a couple of days later put another one. It'd be like, went to this event, that event. They wouldn't know that in the middle you were just at home bumming around. Yeah. Were you scared when you first started sort of sharing things of Milo? Were you, were you worried about having that out there? Especially when I... I, I guess for you, you must suddenly realise that more people are reading it and... Yeah, actually, it's not since... I wouldn't say when Milo was younger it was so much of a problem. I'd say now. Really? Because I have some people come up and say, oh, I recognise Milo before I recognise oh, you, and yeah. I don't, that doesn't sit well with me. Yeah. And I've been... There are points where I don't put up as much stuff of him mm-hmm. or I'll think, that's a really lovely picture. I'm just going to hold it back because yeah. it's it's just it's just of him. Yeah. And I, I, probably as he grows up, we'll just pull him back and yeah. out of it a bit more. Just because I, I don't like I don't like people sort of telling me that they recognise my son, yeah. and that's not their fault. That's a really yeah, nice thing yeah, to yeah. say, but it's not his it's not his decision, I guess, to be yeah. on social media. And it's hard, isn't it? It's, it's difficult to know whether you're sort of having a neg- negative impact or not. But yeah, I think as my following's growing, that's that's my ongoing concern. Yeah. I would say. I mean, I've got to the end of holidays before and realised that, so say, I know that I'm filming a vlog at the end of it, editing a vlog together, that I've got so much footage at the back of the boys' heads. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, this is great for the vlog. <laughs> but when they're 30 and we're looking back at old photos, oh, there's the back of your head in front of the castle. How lovely. <laughs> <laughs> there's the back of your head made in Mickey. Amazing. <laughs> it's true. It's so hard, isn't it? Yeah. You can only give so much away. Yeah. And that's um, the thing, isn't it? It's realising that actually you don't have to share everything. Yeah. And that's fine. That, that's There's no problem with not sharing everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's like embarrassing moments as well, you know, if like potty training and things. I try to sort of yeah. limit, limit that kind of chat. Yeah. Because it's, well, people don't need to know about it. Well, it's very different, isn't it? If it's stuff about you, I think yeah. when it's stuff about the boys and it does feel slightly different. It does, yeah. Will they want to read it in a few years' time? Probably not. They won't want to read any of it, I should imagine. They'll be flying around on their hoverboards. <laughs> yes. Adamant this is going to happen. <laughs> OK, Susie, we're at the end. Ooh. We're at the end, but don't worry. Uh, there's a little bit left for you to do. Oh, OK. At the end of every podcast, mm. I ask my guest to finish three sentences for me. OK. 
It's it's not rocket science. It's fine. Okay. Don't worry. So being a mum means you get a little bit of magic in each day. Is that really enough? No, oh, I love it. Oh, thank, thank you. you. <laughs> <laughs> Since having children, I have a lot less showers and sex. <laughs> No, no, that's staying in. Thanks, thanks. Uh, The reality. Mm -hmm. And I'm happy when? Uh, You have more showers and sex? Yes. Um, I'm happy when it's the evening, we're all cuddled up on the sofa and the boys just seem happy. Just about being content. Yeah, I love that. Simple pleasures. Yeah. Mm. When you're quiet together. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, just that peace. No one's jumping no or one's climbing. shouting. <laughs> or singing Paw Patrol. Yeah. Lovely. Well, Susie, thank you for coming on to the podcast. It's thank been a joy. You. Thanks for having me. I promise I won't hug you more than four times oh, in the next 30 no, seconds. hug me all over. Oh, I will. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. <Bye-bye. laughs>